your attention this morning. And we're going to start off in the book of Proverbs. Um, interesting uh, what the Lord has given us this morning. Not a deep word, but a word that we all deal with. <coughs> it's something that we all deal with. And uh, today is a time of um, inventory, inventory time. Yeah, as we look, we're not to look among one another, but we're to look within. Amen. So we're going to go to the first of all, the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter number 11. Proverbs chapter number 11. Want to build a foundation. <coughs> going to build a foundation in regards to what God is speaking to us about this morning. Amen. Proverbs chapter number 11. And the, the title of this message is the enemy called pride. The enemy called pride. Let's pray. Father, I, I come before you, Lord, and I ask, Lord God, that you allow me to decrease. And we pray, Father God, the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will speak to us. And God, he will open us up and let us see ourselves. For God, we want to deal with those things that are internally, that are hidden, that the enemy sometimes have camouflaged. And Father God, we pray in your son Jesus' name that you would use me for your glory. Take all of me. Leave nothing of me, but let all of you stretch out in me. That your people will hear what heaven has to say. And we can shed light on the enemy and what he is doing so we can recognize him. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Talking about the enemy <coughs> called pride. I guess you might say after such a praise uh, and worship session, um, it's interesting that the Lord would bring this word about the enemy called pride. But I've learned that as God elevates and as God exalts, the enemy also is running parallel right there, trying to do the same thing. So he wants us to give him glory and not God glory. So in Proverbs chapter number 11, uh, let's re we're reading verse number 2. It says, when pride cometh, then cometh what? Shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. So, so what is pride? Pride is, 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 is arrogance. Pride is the unreasonable conceit, the image of oneself, of being superior in beauty, uh, in talent, in accomplishments, in ranking, and in intellect. Understanding that, that the word of God says that when pride cometh, shortly thereafter you will find shame. Because one thing about pride, pride will cause us to be shameful when we're done with the devil's deeds after it's all over with. Amen. Now, let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter number 16. We're just going to walk through the scripture briefly to give us a, a, a background about pride. We want to know about this pride, this pride. The enemy, because pride is an enemy. It's an enemy. Now, Proverbs chapter number 16, verse number 18. Verse 18 says, pride goeth before what? Destruction. Y'all can talk back to me. We're in Proverbs chapter number 16, verse number 18. Verse 18 says, pride goeth, or arrogance goeth before destruction. Destruction is nothing but ruins, it's afflictions. Destruction is a crashing. Destruction is a hurt. The Bible says, pride goeth before destruction. And then it says, a haughty spirit is before the what? 
fall. So if anything happened in our life and we find ourselves falling, the key thing is to go to the Word of God and it'll tell us how we got there. Amen. Because the Word of God always gives us the answer. So it says here, a Holy Spirit, being high-minded, having a, a high opinion of oneself with contempt for others. If, if you got that kind of spirit, if you got that spirit of pride, that's why it's so dangerous and when God elevates us that sometimes we find ourselves prideful. Now, one thing about Satan is that, uh, with pride, pride will masquerade itself in virtue. You can have it, but you think you don't have it. Other folk can see that you got it, but sometimes that Satan is so deceptive, he will hide himself, and he'll he'll begin to how, cause us to exalt our own selves, so we can think more highly of ourselves. It says, "Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall." We just don't fall. There's there's some things that happen before we fall. <laughs> Amen. Now let's look at uh, Proverbs. Chapter number 29. Still dealing with this, 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 this pride. Proverbs chapter number 29. And we're going to look at verse number 3. Because pride is an enemy. Pride is an enemy. Now verse number 23 in Proverbs chapter number 29. Verse 23 says, A man's pride shall bring him where? Low. Am I been in low places lately? Or in the past. <laughs> it's all because of pride. The Bible says, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Pride will cause us to, to lose the image of God, and it will bring us into a state of darkness and ignorance. Pride. It will cause us to lose the image of God and bring us into a place of darkness and ignorance. Now, let, let's look at some examples, or, or let's look at a, a sign of pride. Now, let's go to the book of Isaiah. Now, we are a word church. We are a word church, so we take it through the Bible. Amen. So we want you to see it for yourself. Amen. It, it's not about what some preacher then told you, or what, what they pop. No. God say. Because sometimes we can rearrange what God say. Amen. So, so what we want to do is see what God says. Amen. This is the, 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 the only one that has the, the authority and that, that deals with it and will tell us about ourselves and we can't touch him. So we, sometimes we can touch man, huh? but we sure enough can't touch God. So God knows what, what he's doing. Now, let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter number 14. Isaiah chapter number 14. We're going to deal with it. We're going to look at this, this, this pride because, see, it masquerades itself. It, 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 it hides itself. Amen. Now, Isaiah chapter number 14. Are we there? Isaiah chapter number 14. Because we want to get this enemy called pride. Because it's dangerous. When God begins to exalt, it's easy to get exalted in self. Amen. So we don't want to. We don't want to come down from, from the place that God has positioned. Now, Isaiah chapter number 14, we're going to begin in reading at verse number 12. Okay? Are we there? All right. Now, verse... How art thou fallen from heaven? This is a pride. This, we're going to look at a sign of pride. He says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning... How art thou cast down 
to the ground which did weaken the nations. Now, 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 Lucifer, the name Lucifer means to shine. It means to be renowned. It means to make a show or it means boastful. Now, he begins to talk about how, how thou art fallen from heaven. He had fallen from the abode of heaven, from the abode of God. He had fallen. There is a reason why he had fallen. Now, he was exalted. He was, in a, he was in a high place now. Now, verse number 13 says, For thou hast said... I'm going to take, take my time and come down. Because we want to deal with this a little bit. Because I need some interaction in this. It says, verse 13, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into the bows of God. Then he said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Then he says, I will also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now I want y'all to look at something. How many times equates to the word I? We're going to talk about the enemy called pride. I. Look at it. Look at verse number 13. He says, For thou hast said, what's the next word? I. What? I will exalt thy throne above the stars of God. Then he says, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. That I. You want to know if you got pride. If you want to know if anybody else got pride. Look at how many times or listen to how many times they begin to say I or my. I. Look at it. If you looked at it, if you counted the, the, the I with the one word my, find the number six. It's of man. <laughs> it's the number of man. So he said, and that's, that's how man is. Uh, uh, he's describing man. But when you, when you look at the fact that not only is describing the number of man, when you begin to go in the book of Revelation and it talks about Satan and it talks about 666, when you count the numbers, 666, 6 plus 6 is what? 12. 12 plus 6 is what? 18. Then you're going to count the number 18. 1 plus 8 is what? 9. 9 is the Christ in, in, in man. 9 is the Christ in man. And I looked at that and I said, Lord, what are you saying about uh, 9 being the Christ in man? In other words, Satan always imitate God. He's an imitator. He's an, he's an, he's an imitator. He, he's at a place wherein, okay, whatever God's doing, he wants to parallel himself and he wants to do the same thing God is doing. He's just an imitator. He's an imitator. You know how, it, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's like this. You can tell when somebody wants to imitate God or pretend that they're they, they all about Jesus. Because it doesn't take long. <laughs> it does not take long for you to find out, do they really have God or not? Amen. Let's might as well get Because by the time you get through listening to all the eyes, you'll know who it's all about. It's about self. Amen. So, so, and, and they're full of pride and don't understand it. See, Satan is an imitator. He's an imitator of God. He always held being. And he will trick us. <laughs> he will trick us. This is how he will trick us. You remember how it is in the Garden of Eden. You remember in the Garden of Eden. You know, they had already been given position, Adam and Eve. They had already been given position. They, they were already the, the, the offsprings of God. 
And by them being the offsprings of God and walking in, 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 in total spirit, because at that time they were not flesh, they were total spirit. Satan deceived them, telling them, well, if you eat from the tree of good and evil, you're going to be just like God. Well, stupid, you're already just like God. So all he did was deceive. He's an imitator. See, he wants a creation too. He wants a following too. So, so what he does, what he does, he says, I'm going to ascend into the bowls of heaven. I'm going to exalt my throne. Because see, Satan likes to sit on the throne of our hearts. He wants to sit on the throne of our hearts. He does not want God to sit on the thrones of our hearts. And then he talks about how he's going to walk, you know. And then look at verse number 14. He says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now I tell you, he's an imitator. He's an imitator. He wants to be like God. Satan wants to be like God. And so, so he deceived Eve and Adam and Eve, making them think that they, they needed something else when they already had it. It's the same way with man. We already got it on the inside. We just don't know we got it. That's how we can get deceived. That's, that's how Satan can cause us to go in directions that's not of God. Because we don't know who we are. Amen. So we're talking about the enemy called pride. Then verse yet 15 says, says, yet thou shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Let me show you how dangerous pride is. Let's go to the book of Job. Job is right before Psalms. Job chapter number 33. We're talking about the enemy called pride. The enemy. You know, it's, it's ironic. I've heard this word so much this week. And each time I heard it, and I think I even heard it yesterday from Nathaniel's mouth. Amen. I heard it from his mouth yesterday. I heard it from Dr. Manley's uh, mouth the first of the week because it was in conversations. And I always listen and wait for a confirmation from God. Amen. So let's see how dangerous this word pride is or how dangerous pride is. Job chapter number 33. Are we there? Verse number 14. It says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice. What does it say next? Yet man perceive it not. God is talking, but we don't hear. He says, hey, but man does not perceive. Look how, he, look how he speaks. Look how God speaks. Verse 15, Job 33. Verse 15 says, he speaks in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumbering upon the bed. Watch what God does when we're in, the, in our dreams and in our visions, when we see the visions of the night. Verse 16 says, Then he opens the ears of men, and then he sealeth their instructions. So why God opened our ears, he gives us the instructions, and then he seals those instructions that he gives us. Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's the answer, verse number 17. He says, that he may withdraw man from where? His purpose. Are we all there? This is why God does what he does. He says, that he may withdraw man from his purpose. See, we all got a purpose. We, we all thought we know what to do, right? God said we should consult him in what? All things. But sometimes we get at a place where we think we know what to do without consulting God. And when that happens, we find ourselves on the wrong path. Anybody been there besides me? We could be real in the house. Amen. And, 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 and if we're saying, we're looking around and everybody's got their hand up and we're not, no. 
just think about that. That person just don't lie. Amen. And God knows that too. Amen. Because many times we go about to do our own things to satisfy our own purpose, leaving out God. Can't leave out God. Can't leave out God. You know, so, so what he does is he says, I withdraw man from his purpose. And then what does he do? And what does he hide from man? Pride. So that shows you how dangerous pride is. <laughs> that shows you how dangerous pride, arrogance, being exalted in self, how dangerous it is. If God has to, to seal the instructions that he gives us in order to hide, hide it from pride, that means pride is a bad boy. That means pride is a bad boy. It's a bad boy. So to that extent now, the, the Almighty says, I, what I've told you to do, I've got to seal it up in your ear. The, the things that I give you, I've got to seal it in your spirit. So I want to make sure you don't go in your purpose and your ways and your plans. So because pride will cause itself to exalt itself and say, you need to do it this way when God told you to do it that way. Have anybody, God spoke to you and told you to do it one way, and we decide we're going to do it another way? We're going to reroute God. What God said? Yeah, we all been there. Come on, y'all. Let's get real. We all been there. We've all rerouted some stuff. Amen. And found ourselves in the pit. Amen. There's nothing wrong with being real. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. Now look at verse number 19 in, in, in Job 33. Now verse 19 says, watch this. He chastens also with what? What's that word? Pain. Pain upon his bed. So the best way that God can get to mankind is through what? Pain. The best way God, and the only way, or the many ways God can get to man is through pain. According to his word. Y'all want, anybody been through pain? You've been through, you've been through pain. <laughs> Amen. See, all that is is chastisement from God. Because we won't hear no other way. The, the mankind will not hear any other way. So what did God say? I got to inflict some pain. And sometimes we continue going back to the same pain. Because why? Because God said, I speak, I speak to them in a vision. I speak to them in a dream. But they don't perceive. They don't hear me. They, I'm talking, so I got to inflict some more pain. Sometimes I ask the question, how much more pain do we want to take? So God help, Lord, to get me in a place of total surrender. Total surrender. Total surrender. He says he chastens us with pain upon the bed. And then he says the multitude of his bones with, with uh-oh, here come strong pain. In other words, he's got to increase it. Because the first level, what are you saying? The first level of pain wasn't enough to turn us around. So he had to bring some strong pain. That's what the book said. Y'all believe the book. Amen, I believe the book. So if, if you've been, we've been going through some strong pain in the seasons of our life, we've got to check, check ourselves, do inventory. We've got some pride somewhere. Got some pride. Now let's, let's, let's go on. Let, let's go to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel chapter Still dealing with pride. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel <coughs> chapter number 28. Pride. Pride will cause us to lose our position in the kingdom. I, I heard that this morning. I was, I was laying there and I was meditating on the word. And the Lord says, sometimes pride will make us compromise our beliefs in order to fit in with the crowd. God said, no, we can't compromise with our beliefs just to fit in. Can't do that. Can't do that. You'll lose, you'll lose your position in the kingdom. Amen. Now, Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Are we there? Looking at verse number 
11. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation. Now, lamentation is a musical, striking a, a musical note. When we look at the, the, the definition of it in the Hebrew, okay? He says, Son of man, son means builder. Builder of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. Now, the word Tyrus there means strength or it means rock, your strong place. So take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, thou sillest up the psalm full of wisdom and you're perfect in beauty. Now, we're not talking about a man here. Because once you get down in the scripture, you're going to see he's not talking about a man. Huh. Watch this. Watch, watch, watch the word. Watch the word. It says, Thou has been in Eden. Eden is the delight of God. Thou has been in Eden, the garden of God. Watch this. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the ox, the jasper, the sapphire, the, the emerald, uh, the, and the gold. It says, The workmanship of thy the tablets and of, uh, of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thy was created. Let me tell you about, he's talking about Lucifer here. Okay? Talking about Satan. He, when he was created, he was created with all musical uh, instruments within him. All music, he, he talked about the pipes, you know, because he, it's, that's why it's, it's, we have to be careful when it comes down to music. Because see, Satan was created with all those. He had all those musical abilities, all those talents. He had it all. He had it all. But watch what happens now when God can, can gift us so that sometimes we forget about who the giver is and we want to become the one that, that says, oh my, no, 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 it's not yours. It is God who has placed it from the very beginning of time. It's just who you are using it for. Amen. Amen. I, I can only give you what the Word says. Amen. I can't give you anything except what the Word says. Because what happens is, is it will cause us to lose the place where God has ordained and called us to be. Amen. Now, he, he talks about, look at this. All of, He said, all you, you had all of this from the beginning. You were just covered in it. You were emerged in it. And verse 14 says, Thou art the anointed sherbet that covereth, and I have set thee so. In other words, God says, you are anointed. You are anointed. I have set you. I have positioned you. So, therefore, you use these gifts that God has placed on Israel. Because, see, they're musical. I mean, one thing, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why the praise team is so important. Or whomever is going to minister before the word comes. Because there's something about that music. It's something about praising God. It, 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 it's something that, that soothes the spirit. So, so when people come into the, to, to the fellowship and they are weighted down with burdens, then what happens is those that are singing and ministering, see, praise is ministering. Uh, you got your ministry. What are you doing? You're ministering to the spirit of what's on the inside of not only yourself, of the person that's coming in the door so they can be relieved from the burdens that they're carrying from all week long or throughout life so they can hear what God has to say. That's how important praise is. Because you're ministering, you're ministering. You know, it's not about you know, getting it on. No, getting on. No, it's not. I don't want you to get the get get it on when I'm when I'm weighted down. 
I want you to minister to those wounds I have on the inside, and I need some help. See, see we got to understand what, what ministering really is. When, when we get into to minister in songs, and, and that's why God even talks about in the book, in the 150 some, he talks about them, those instruments. He, he begins to talk about those instruments and how you're supposed to praise them on the, the loud sounding symbols. And, and he begins to, to say all that. But you know what's happening? We don't always understand that God saying even that sound can help somebody. See, see we, we got to understand that. It's, see, see, pride will hide that from us. That our role is, is to, to minister to, to help somebody that's weighted down, to somebody that, that might be contemplating suicide when they walk through the door. But because you've been with Jesus, because you've been immersed in the presence of God, then the spirit on the inside of you can be released into the congregation. And what will happen all of a sudden, the, the, the thought of suicide will leave their mind. See, God is an awesome God. But he's uses that. He uses that. Look at this. Let's look at this word. Let's look at this word. He, not only for he, God has said him so, so then he says, Thou was upon the holy mountain of God that had walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. I said, well, God, who are those stones of fire? He said, he walked among the priesthood. Do you not know we are, we are the uh, priests? We, we, we are priests. We're kings and priests. We, the, the mankind, the body of Christ, we are kings and priests. So, so he said, he, he, walked among, he walked among the priesthood. Then verse 15 says, Thou was perfect in thy way from the day that thy was created. From the very beginning, God said, you were perfect. But watch what happens. He says, till what was found? Iniquity, nothing but sin. He said, you were perfect until, well, how did the until get there until, until he found, uh, found with iniquity? Verse 16 says, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they are filled, they have filled the, the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned, therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee. No longer he's saying anointing now. He says, Oh, covering sherbet from the midst of the stones of fire. In other words, what he's saying, God says, now, you're no longer, you're no longer, no, I'm going to remove that anointing because sin had been found in him. You remember when we read over there and it talks about how he kept saying, I want to sin, I, I want to sin, I, I want to exalt myself, I, he wanted to be like the most high God. See, that's what caused him to fall. He wanted to take place of the one that created him. Oh, can't do that. He's the, the God who is the creator. He's been designed for us to give him praise and glory and worship. So, so, so there's a the loss. Pride can cause us to lose our position in the kingdom. Whatever God has for us, many times it's been delayed. <laughs> and sometimes we never arrive. Amen. Why? Because of the See, pride is an enemy. Pride is an enemy. If we can't get anything else today, understanding that pride is an enemy. I this, I this, my, the, no, no, no. That is pride. Anybody been baptized me? I can be real. Amen. That's pride. And it will cause you to lose. I mean, it's just, we talked about status. I mean, look where he was. Look where Satan was. Look where he was. Look at his position. Look where God had placed him. But he was not satisfied. Pride, pride will keep us from being satisfied. Man always wants more. 
the Bible says the eyes of man is never satisfied. The Bible doesn't lie. Just think about it. Think about it. God blesses with one thing. We don't even give him enough thanks for what he just gave us before we want some. Come on, y'all. Let's get real. We won't get real. We won't give God praise and go. We won't be thankful for the small things. We want to jump way over here and know we ain't ready. Because let me tell you, God can take you before great men, but it's your character that's going to keep you. And if your character is not intact, what's going to happen? You're going to come down and fall just like Lucifer. See, it's all got to line up. Got to line up. We're talking about the enemy called pride. Enemy. Enemy called pride. What other place are we going to go to? We're almost done. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter number four. Tell you about this pride. Getting warm up here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Daniel chapter number. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Pride. Enemy called pride. Enemy called pride. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm in a place where I'm lost. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Daniel chapter number four. We're going to deal with this man called Nebuchadnezzar. Show you an example of pride and how we can, as mankind, can lose our way as mankind. Here he has had a vision. He's, been, he's had a vision. In Daniel chapter number four, he has a vision. And he had the vision upon his bed is what the word says. And he sees this tree and, and everybody flocks to this tree. It's just like the anointing will draw. It's just like a magnet. And it, it will pull people to you. But if, if you're not careful, you'll forget that, that, that the magnet that's doing the drawing is really the anointing. It is not you. It's, it's the anointing. And, and so he, he, he has his dream, and, and he has nobody there in his kingdom that would be able to tell him about the dream that he had. He had got lifted up in pride. Uh, so, so they call for Daniel, and, 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 and Daniel has to be the one to interpret. So as we're looking at verse number 26, verse number 26 in the book of Daniel, chapter number 4. Yeah. And, and God is a merciful God. Now, God is a, now, we can mess up, but God is a merciful God. Thank you, Jesus. Because he will leave a stump. <laughs> Amen. He'll do that. You know, God will do that. Now, Daniel chapter number 4, looking at verse number 26, it says, And Whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee, after thou hast known that the heavens do rule. Now this is a problem that Nebuchadnezzar had. Nebuchadnezzar means tree, I mean it means um, tears, and it means groans of judgment. He had a problem. He did not understand who ruled. <laughs> Man, <laughs> and we're always at one point in time, like Nebuchadnezzar, we don't understand who rules. God rules, not man. God rules. He didn't understand who rules. So this is all that part of the dream. And now Daniel's giving him an interpretation. He says in verse number 27, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off what? Thy sins. And how do you break off your sin? What's that word? Are we there? By righteousness. This is how we break off sin. See, he, 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 you see what he says? He says, wherefore, king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. See, we, always, we don't always like to have good counsel. But see, the Bible tells us that in the multitude of counsel dwells safety. Now listen, 
if I'm going to be a fool, I need some folk around me that ain't going to be no fool. Hello. Amen. I don't need to surround myself with people that going to be a fool like me. Amen. I need some, some, some sound people that has good judgment. That's the why the Bible says it. He says, in, in the multitude of counts, don't go to them folk that going to tell you what you want to hear. No, don't do that. Don't do that. He says, in the multitude of counsel, dwell safety. So if I want to live a safe life, that means I've got to get the right counsel. If I don't get the right counsel, I'm going to go down the wrong way. And I'm going to follow what? Pride. And before pride comes destruction, means ruins. Anybody has some ruins in their life? You know how it is. We done lost this and we done lost. Can we get real in the house? We done lost this and we done lost that. We don't have that. Listen, understand how we got there. See, a lot of times we like to skip over how we got there and keep moving. No, you got to know well, where we made the mistake so we don't have to go back that way again. Can I get an amen? Boy, it's tied up in hell. Amen. But you know what? Somebody's going to be hit. Why? Because God is circumcising. He's circumcising that spirit called pride that's within the body of Christ. It's different if it's the word, but we're talking about the body of Christ. Full of pride. Now, go away. Okay, now let's get back there. They don't want to accept counsel. He says, he says, now, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, breaking off of thy sins by righteousness. Righteousness means living right, okay? And, and, and thine iniquity by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. Now, verse 28 says, And all of this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. And here's what happened. At the end of 12 months, 12 is, is the divine purpose of God in man. At the end, at the end, at the end of 12 months, he walked in his palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Not only does Babylon mean confusion, but he walked in that religious system. That religious system. Yeah. At the end of it, he walked in that religious system. He walked in the spirit of confusion. Verse 30 says, The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that... What's that next word? Are we there? Boy, some of us got that slow... I mean, this real soft... Ah, ah, we know. But we all do it. Even today. Amen. 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 He says, that the, the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of who? My power and for the honor of what? My man. All about himself. Pride. Had it not been for God, it couldn't build nothing. That's why we should give God thanks in everything. But the Bible said this is the, this is the will of God. Give him things. But he walked out and he strutted out. I did this I, by my hand, by my power. No, no. But let me show you, God showed him too. Whenever we walk out there on that limb huh, and we would start hollering, I, you know, I did this and I did that. And it's all about me. No, this is what happens. This, this, cause, see, this is where the, the, that enemy called pride would take us to. Because this is what happens here. See, the Bible always gives us the things that we even need to know today. Amen. So he talks about it's by his power he's got it, this kingdom. He talks about by his majesty. Look at verse number 31. It says, while the word was in the king's mouth, huh, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, 
to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. In other words, you just lost it. Why? Because you, you forgot about who gave it to you. You, you. you forgot about giving God the glory for all that he's done. You, see, we, we can't do that. I don't care. To, let, let, let me give you a true story. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Give you a true story. That's why I'm constantly, I'm constantly praying for, for the praise team in the body of Christ. I'm constantly praying, especially for the praise team. That was a time uh, a few years back when we were at this church and our choir was just, just off the chain. And wherever we go sing, uh, pastors will require for us to uh, request for us to be there because uh, we were that good. Okay, But it was only by the power of God. But what happened was we got lifted up in pride. And when we got lifted up in pride, yes, sir, Melvin, when we got lifted up in pride, we come tumbling down. Well, we sounded like angels. Huh? Then we begin to sound like the devil. Amen. Because, see, we have gotten so lifted up and said, look at us. L look how well we look at. Nobody can touch us. Wait a minute. Yes, somebody can touch us. His name is God. Because it says, from his mouth. And he said, what that word say? In verse number 30. It says, while the word was in the king's mouth. That's why we had to be careful what we say. Because we're going to be, we're going to have to stand before God for every, the Bible says, for every idle word that we speak. That's why it's so dangerous. It was in his mouth. Why? Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Why? He was boasting how good he was. And see, that's what we were doing. Miss Marla, we were boasting how good we were. The, the preachers, the pastors, I mean, they had their own choir, but they were requesting us. And we got caught up in pride. I'm not telling you something I don't know. I'm telling you something I experienced because you know why? I was on the choir. So I was a part of it too. Amen. Amen. That's why you got to be careful now who you hook up with now. You got to be very careful. If it can pull you, you don't need to be there. But see, we're supposed to be influencers. We're supposed to be influencers. Praise in his mouth. Praise in his mouth. Now, watch what happens now. When God had already spoke to him. I, and when it says 12 months later, that means God gave him a time to do what? Repent. But he wouldn't repent. He refused to repent, and he wanted to step out boasting about what he had done. He hadn't done nothing. God had done all of that. So no matter how good you are, no matter how, where God takes us to, that's one thing you better know. You better make sure we can, our character will line up with our mouth. Amen. Been there, done it, got a trophy and a t-shirt. Amen. Can we be real in the house? Got to be, you see, if if we didn't know, if we didn't know uh, 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 about situations, circumstances, we couldn't tell. But because we know and been there and experienced it, it's our job to warn. It's your job to warn. Amen. So, so there was a space of repentance, but there was no repentance. Now, what, what, watch, watch the word. Watch the word. Watch what happens in verse number thirty-two. Thirty-two says, "And they shall." Drop, because you remember now, these really watchers, the watchers came down. Okay, when you read the te entire text, the watchers came down. Verse 32 says, And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the what? The beast of the field. That's God, what that means. He's out turning them over to a reprobate mind. He said, you, 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 you don't know, understand what's going on. God said, I will take my hands off of you. He turned them over to a reprobate mind. Watch what happens when we operate in a reprobate mind. Now, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, uh, uh, he says, uh, they shall make thee to, they, they, uh-oh, they, 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see that word. They shall make thee to eat grass as an oxen. What does that mean? I saw the word they. That means somebody else is in the picture. That grass is talking about your, your spiritual growth. What will happen when we're turned over to a reprobate mind, we will be, begin to consume our spiritual growth, our strength. We will consume it. And, and this is what happens. Because, see, sometimes when we've fallen from, 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 from the place of grace, we've really fallen, we'll have to do anything. Amen. Come on, let's get real. We've done some things. We've been some places. And, and it, it wasn't pretty. Amen. You want to go around memory lane, or do I have to take us? Huh. Amen. I, I, I think y'all seeing y'all, 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 y'all going by yourself down memory lane. Amen. Because we'll do anything. You know, we'll. The Holy Spirit help me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, he he, he told me he was strange from saying that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I'm about to say, Holy Spirit. We'll sell our mama if necessary. Amen. We've been real in the house because you remember now we're operating in reprobate mind. We operate in open You don't have your own mind because, see, when God gave us space to repent, we refuse to repent, and we want to go on our own way. So God said, "Okay, go ahead. I- I'll let you." He said, "But that spiritual growth that you have," He said, "I will allow you to eat it up. Sin will eat up your spiritual growth. Whatever growth that you have in God, when we begin to operate outside the will of God, then what happens? It will eat that growth up. Your spiritual growth. You don't want your spiritual growth eaten up. Then the Bible goes on to say, He says." And seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the most who high ruleth in the kingdom of where? Of me. In other words, man don't rule. What happens, God allowed us to have dominion, but see, we got to acknowledge that he is the ruler. So he says, I'll leave you out there until you acknowledge that I am God. That's what he says. He says, he says, until thou knoweth that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and give it to what? Whomever he will. So in other words, if you don't want to go the way God wants you to go and you decide to keep following the way of Satan, that's okay. As the word says, he said, I'll take down one and I'll put up another. In other words, you can lose your position in where you're supposed to be. Then God says, I'll have somebody else doing what you're supposed to be doing. Woo! That's heavy. Thank you, Lord. He'll give it to whomever he will. So in other words, he says, don't complain when you see somebody else doing it. Don't complain when somebody else has got it. Don't complain now because you have to eat. God, I heard Dr. Mellon say this morning, God is an equal opportunity God. We all got the same chance. We all got the same chances. It's up to every individual whether or not we want to do, those, do the things that God has told us to do. He gave, he gave us the same plate. You know, you, we decide. We decide. He's an equal opportunity God. Now, he don't shortchange anybody. Now, verse 33 says, it says, The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was what? He was driven from men and did eat grass as an oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs was grown like eagles' feathers and his nails like bird claws. Wow, he was in bad shape, right? He was in real bad condition. You know, we all been there. We all been, I mean, hey, come on, get real. We all been there. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Thanks be to God, a God of many chances. And a lot of us have had many chances. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Give him a kiss. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And verse 34 says, and watch this now. When, 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 when God began to uh, continually inflict that pain, and to that pain to the point where we, we don't want no more, 
We can't handle no more. This is what happens in verse number 34. It said, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, because he had enough tears now. He didn't have enough God's, uh, God's uh, uh, judgment upon him. He's had enough pain. You know, then he said, and at the end of the day, because it was pain was required. Days mean to be required. So, so he needed, that requirement had to be in order to get him to acknowledge who God was. He had to have that infliction of pain. He says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my what? Eyes unto where? Heaven, to the abodes of God. After the pain, after all that pain. And look at this, he says, and mine what? Understanding returned unto me. See, if God don't do what he has to do, God knows what it takes to deal with us. God knows. So, so he had to put us out there until we get sick and die. Y'all know how it's so. Until we get sick and tired. And then come to our understanding that we need God. That we need God. We need God. We need God. So his, mind, his understanding returned. And then he did this. And I blessed. Thank you, Jesus. And I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. Well, let me tell you, I won't look at somebody else's life and realize I don't want to go down through that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to experience that. I don't want to do that. But if, if, if God has to turn me over to reprobate mind, my prayer is God, please have mercy. Please have mercy. Because he knows, he knows that we're frail. He knows we're like, we, 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 we're like dust. But the thing God is saying is that enemy, that enemy called pride. I said we need to check ourselves. We need to check ourselves. Because if we don't check that spirit called pride, and see pride is from Satan. It's pride is not from God. Pride is from Satan. So we got to understand that the enemy will feed us something we think is God. Because see, he masquerades himself as virtue. Pride does. But the key thing here is recognizing when we're operating in pride. Recognizing. Recognizing. And I praise God. I praise God today. I praise him today. I praise him. So we have to be honest with ourselves. We can be tricked by Satan. I'll give you a challenge and we're done. Give you a challenge for next week. Basically today. <laughs> In our conversation today. See how many how many times we use the word I. In our challenge today. See how many times we use the word I and mine. Especially when it comes to down to giving God praise and glory. For what he has done. It's a challenge. See how many times we do that. And then meditate on his word and say, God, because of my pride, I find myself down this road. But God is a God of repentance. God is a God that's in a place where whole year, 12 months, is feeding you. Feeding How much did it take for the body of Christ. Forget it about pride. You know, I think this says, uh, and it's true, and all we got to do is look. I think Dr. Manley may have said this too Wednesday night or something. But we talked about him. I said last Sunday, the iPhone, 
the selfies. You take the picture, the selfies. Who is this about? It's about you. You plastering your face all over the place. Selfies. Understanding it's a tool to save. See, we, 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 get, we get tricked. We get caught up in all these little gadgets, all these things, and we don't, we don't see the spirit that's behind it. See, there's a spirit behind that. And we got to recognize that. It's a spirit. It will take us down the wrong place. Take us down the wrong place. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, if you got a problem with the word, take it up with him. Amen. <laughs> I'll put it on the one that gave it because it, it's in the book. Amen. Amen. So if you want to go home and get mad and say, well, the preacher was talking about me, just raise it in the book and say, it's written in the book and God wrote it. Amen. The preacher only repeated what the Father said. Amen. So we're just thinking we praise God. Uh, this time we, are, we, we want to ask how many people would like to have a, a CD. Here we give away CDs. Uh, we, we, we don't sell the word. We just bless you with the word. You're welcome. You know, a lot of folks go around selling and that, that's them, whatever, whatever that reason may be, but uh, here we give away the word. We, we want you to have the CD so you can hear. Because, see, that's one thing about pride. We have to be very, very careful. We have to always give God glory in everything. That's not religious. I don't even like that word religion, no way. We are spirit beings, is what we are. The spirit beings, it's about spirituality. That's what it's about. Here we want you to have what God says. We are a word church. Can't give you nothing else except what God says. Give you anything else? As Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, if you see me going in the wrong direction, don't you follow me? And I give it to you out of the book. This is what you're following. You're following God. So that, that's the most important thing. But once again, how many people like to have a CD? Yeah. <coughs> we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Uh, I think that's right. Now, uh, make sure you kind of remain behind to get, get your CD. It's very important. Amen. Amen. Listen to that word throughout the week. Um, we're going to stand, and we're good with time. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we got some prayer requests. Um, we want to pray for uh, Brother Nathan. He has outpatient surgery uh, uh, on tomorrow. And we believe in God. Amen. Amen. There's much, many prayers have gone up. We're believing God that, that, uh, with his knee, on his knee, and uh, God will go in and do what needs to be done. And, and everything will be well. Amen. We just believe God for that. Amen. And then um, we have, I have a, a niece. Okay? A niece that's in the hospital that uh, can't, they can't seem to control her sugar. Her name is Wendy Davis. They can't seem to control her sugar or her high, her high blood pressure. Uh, she's is sugar, one in the hospital, 450. Uh, blood pressure is like 195 over 120. They still can't get it down. So now they've got her giving herself uh, insulin four times a day because they can't regulate her sugar and they can't regulate her blood pressure. And we want to remember her. And we also want to remember um, uh, Brother Stoney's uh, friend, Zach. Jack? Jack. Jack. Okay. We want to remember him. He's in, he's in ICU and uh, he has a, a bone marrow cancer, bone cancer. We believe in God. We've seen God heal. We know he's able. Uh, Minister Tom, the Ballinger family, his granddaughter. Now, the doctor won't be sure whether or not she has cancer until the baby comes, but we believe in God that when the baby comes, all 